0: We, 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 we're
1: doing that Brooklyn, Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets
0: talk right here on Talkin' Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talkin' Nets. Talked by Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, and Hudson Flynn. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talkin' Nets episode. 179 looking good feeling fine and
1: today we found some time robin lumberg what's up bro what's good man that that's about the happiest i think i've seen you maybe not in life well maybe in life that on this be show
0: the i've seen you in life on know. this show in a long time because there's a lot of good things to talk about and it's just refreshing to come in with the never know nets actually being consistent actually winning games Jacques Vaughn is actually an NBA head coach, a basketball mind that knows how to call timeouts, strategize, and get his team in the best position to win. KD is an MVP candidate. He is what we thought he was. He wanted to leave, but he stayed. And you know what? Kyrie Irving, since the Nets have been back, he's been ridiculous. The Nets have been winning. They're much better with Kyrie Irving. And we're finally getting, hold on, hold on, seven... 11 like we thought we would get it took four years three years whatever it's been but this is what we thought we'd have all along I'm just excited about it watching these games like they had three nights off that's a long time in the NBA to not have a game it was almost like they had the week off and Friday night going into the game it was like an event it was like all right they're back on the floor they're they're on the road I was excited for it They didn't really come out hot, but the way that game ended, we'll talk about it, fire. And then they have another night off, and then Sunday, ridiculous NFL slate. And I took the time at 6 o'clock to say, hold on, Nets are coming on. Let me add them to my PIP picture-in-picture. That game started off corny, trash. They're about to get embarrassed. This is going to be a letdown. Boy, was I wrong. Some ridiculous things happened in that game. So as a Nets fan, I'm super pumped. I'm super excited. For Talking Nets, Robin Lumberg, I know you're feeling better. I asked you how you were doing last episode. You said you were feeling a little sick. But uh, thanks for joining us. Tell us how you feel for real.
1: No, I, I feel good. And, and, yeah, you're right to feel good about the Nets. You mentioned 7-Eleven. You, you held up that, the hats there for a second. It, you know, it might not be um, scary hours anymore, but 7-Eleven open at all hours. And, and I, I think this is amongst the best stretch, if not the best stretch, those two have had since they came to the Nets, not only in the, the, um, the way that they're playing individually, but the way that the team is playing, the vibes around the team. Uh, Kevin Durant, that third quarter last night was just ridiculous. And I've said it uh, a few times this year, but the whole trade request and, and all the hysteria and, and everything that went on, as far as, as KD goes, it's made me appreciate the fact that he's on the Nets more. You know, the, the fact that one of the all-time great players – in NBA history, is on the Nets. It's more appreciative after after all that that went down. And then Kyrie, credit to him, man. I mean, Kyrie, I, I think he mentioned that he's up there amongst the big men when it comes to block shots in the NBA. Well, he's playing D. And then as far as, as that shot on Friday night, that was basketball pornography. I mean, the, the game winner on Friday night was as crisp and immaculate A shot you'll see it looked like he was wide open because he got himself wide open right like van vliet's on him and he hits the crossover into the step back into the three cash all in one motion basketball poetry so i mean i've always said Kyrie is is the most skilled player perhaps that's ever walked the face of the earth the, the 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 uh with the, the face of the flat earth. No, I'm, I don't need to get a pot shot at that. <laughs> but Kyrie, I've always said that about Kyrie. I mean, he's frustrated the hell out of me. He's probably made me say stupid stuff as a result of frustration. But I, I've never said his game wasn't silly. And you saw that on display on Friday. And, and then again, and, and then, you know, there, there's other stuff, Keith, um, that I, I think is important when you talk about coaching, because you talked about Jock Vaughn. One of that is the structure, right? James Harden did his whole little crybaby thing. Where he was saying, Well, who's the quitter now? You know, like I didn't quit and or if KD asked out, well, KD's leading the league in minutes, dude, and you're on another team. <laughs> but um you, you know, he said Don't something get about me started. A, <laughs> Don't get me
0: started on that little I I didn't even I didn't talk about that, but we we have to talk about that now. Yes, go ahead. He
1: he said a lack of structure, right? Well, I think Jacques Vaughn has provided structure. I think he's also provided in, in that sense a voice for Kyrie, who who may have needed that at times like yo, you got to play within the offense here, or, you know, we're going to call a timeout so that we can run the right play here rather than freestyling it. But when, you know, when the time is right, the ball's going to be in your hands because we trust you in in, in what you're able to do. And then there's lineup stuff. You know, I, I don't know how many times I've mentioned it that the Nets had all these little guards. Well, guess what? They're not all playing anymore. You know, Cam Thomas, not playing. Seth Curry, barely playing. Patty Mills, not playing. So just that those personnel switches change the dynamics of the roster, too. Because all this talk about trades, I don't know how many you know pieces this team actually needs. They're deep. I mean, everybody that plays for them is good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's go back a little bit. A few things, man. Um, first off, Alex, make Gerard Takiwa's statement at 430 bigger. Uh, his comment in the chat. Uh, Let's talk about this. Gerard says, I remember y'all wanted to trade Kyrie. And I mentioned without Kyrie, we have no KD and our team be garbage. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't lump everybody in. And don't say what we said. You can go back on YouTube. You can go back on podcasts and get all of the conversations. Never once did I say we should trade Kyrie. I laughed and said, where do you trade him to? Who's taking him on? It's the last year of seven eleven. We assume, right? You don't assume that Kyrie's getting a contract extension or getting a new deal. Maybe, maybe a championship can change that. (laughs) I'm starting a dream. And that's all you can do as a fan. You dreamed and hoped of this team focusing and locking in and not having distractions. The way this season started with distractions, it was toxic. And that makes you think of the worst case scenarios, not the dream. You start thinking about this thing getting blown up. I think every Nets fan thought about, blow it up, blow it up from this summer to now. I think every Nets fan was disappointed in Kyrie, again, putting the team in a place where it was like, hey, this has nothing to do with basketball, and uh, now we don't have you. But now that Kyrie has been back, the Nets are 11-3 and with Kyrie. I never thought they'd be better without Kyrie because he's one of the best players we've ever seen. He should be in the NBA top 75. Every time he does something ridiculous, I tweet or at NBA on Instagram, and I'm like, hey, put him in the top 65. Because what we're watching is special. And you know that. You know that. And now it seems like Kyrie is just bought into the game. And you don't see him necessarily looking for the attention on Twitter, Instagram. He's still posting his things, doing his things. But he's locked in on the game. The team is locked in. The structure you talked about with Jacques Vaughn. The structure is preparation, planning, the schedule these guys have, and the respect that they have for Jacques Vaughn, a former Brooklyn Net, a former NBA player with years of coaching experience, not a new coach. He's already been the interim head coach for the Nets. Now he gets to be the Nets head coach. I'm glad they didn't add more controversy and more nonsense to this with Ime Udoka. because could they potentially be winning right now with Ime Udoka if they brought him uh, from Boston and, and fought all that? Yeah, but then there would be a dark cloud hanging over this. There is no dark cloud hanging over the Nets right now they are winning games and it's like they're winning every night and they're finding ways to win. So let me see what I have here. Uh, Jacques Vaughn is 16 and six. And the Nets have won 10 out of their last 11, six in a row. You think they're out of a game. They're never out of a game because they have 7-11. Katie and Kyrie, this is how they drew it up. This is what you imagined as a Nets fan in 2019 when we made the clean sweep. When I was at the London series and I brought my Vince Carter jersey to London, hoping and praying that we would get Katie, Kyrie, and we did. It's been turmoil. It's been up and down. And I don't have to go through it, but you guys know the first year KD didn't play. Kyrie played a little bit. Then we go into the NBA bubble. None of them are there. Uh, we have the Harden year, right? I don't know if there was a stretch during the Harden year that Steve Nash went 16 and six. Jacques Vaughn is 16 and six right now because these guys have bought in. They believe there's an argument out there that this is the best roster that the Nets have had around KD. I said that early. I said that very early that this is the best roster that KD has had since he's been in Brooklyn. And I hope that they are able to get past the second round. And then maybe that convinces him to stay and keep building and put more pieces around him. And maybe I'm putting it out there. Maybe if they win and we move forward, there is a chance that Kyrie comes back because he's planted in New Jersey. His family's in New Jersey. He's got three little kids. He's bought property out there. He doesn't want to go play. in I don't know uh, Sacramento or something for the Kings, but there's just some differences uh, in the organization. And it was good to see Joe Sai actually put out a tweet saying skills as Kyrie is doing this thing. It's like, yeah, acknowledge this man as a part of your team and a big part of helping your team win. We are starting to move away from the nonsense and anybody that wants to play the game of, Oh, well you said this about Kyrie. None of that shit matters. Like what matters is the nets are doing what they they're supposed to do. What we've wanted them to do, become a team, win games, create some chemistry, and as a fan, it makes you dream of the possibilities. This team is in second place. This team is three games behind Boston, who got smacked by the Orlando Magic twice, and then the young Magic players trolled them. I I don't know what's going on, but at 19 and 12, the Nets are where we imagined them to be, where we've wanted them to be. You're you're getting surprise performances out of guys like T.J. Warren or Ben Simmons. Uh, Royce O'Neal missed some time. And he was shaky in that first game. He had zero points, but then he hit, hit some big shots and was better in the second game back. Nick Claxton, Nick Claxton, last year, how did last year end with Nick Claxton? And he had, he missing was free throws. And was in the second game back. Sorry, that's my YouTube. Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton has had 10 different free throw shooting forms. But now he's figured it out. These guys are locked in on doing the things they got to do. The defense is better. I could go on forever, man. I am just happy as a fan that when I sit down and I commit those two and a half hours to watching a Nets basketball game, I'm not sick to my my stomach. I was a little bit sick with uh, the start of the uh, first half, but I knew it's the first half. They're a second half team. They're going to make adjustments at halftime. They're going to play tough in the second half, and they have the two best players on the floor almost all the time.
1: Robin. Yeah, I saw John Morant talk about how tough those two are to handle. I don't get what the the satisfaction is from the nation of Kyrie Stan when they're they talk about like things that were said. Because I did say I wanted him off the team. I 100 said that. I know I said that. I was frustrated. 80 of people that
0: cover the Nets or the NBA were saying get him off the team, trade him. They should cut him. He's a distraction. He's a cancer.
1: And you know why. Like, it's not like that's the thing. It's not like it just. It's not out unfair of no
0: and it's yeah. not unmerited. No.
1: You're talking a few years ago. You mentioned the bubble. He apparently didn't even want the bubble to happen. He wasn't there playing. Then the next year, he's on a sabbatical for whatever reason. Then the next year, when you found out there was a player who wasn't vaccinated and was going to miss the games, who was it? You knew who it was going to be. And I don't even care about the vaccine status. Then this year, again, I give the guy a clean slate. Again, it's contract year. It's got to be fine. And the whole thing happens. And to me, it's not the link. It's the way he handled himself after when I'm like, dude, you could have just made this go away. And I got frustrated. I've always believed in Kyrie's ability. I've always wanted to root for Kyrie. You know, like I would love it if Kyrie could be my favorite player, you know, consistently. I still am not confident. There's not something that's going to happen. But credit where it's due, the guy is a hooper. Like he's touched by whatever deity You know, the blended deity that he believes it.
0: That is why he's had nine lives. That's why he's able to get four
1: strikes and not
0: three strikes because he is a ridiculous basketball player. Nike dropped him, but that's because they have John Moran on the way, right? But, like, we're we're not the only ones uh, that spoke on the situation, and uh, I'm not sure exactly what was said, but it doesn't matter. All that matters is we're getting the version of Kyrie on the floor that we wanted, and so far, so good in this last month that he's been back. There hasn't been anything extra. There hasn't been any distractions. But we don't know if that's going to come in January, February, March. So fingers crossed. I'm praying for health, and I'm praying for no distractions and for them to keep playing good basketball and building on what they're doing right now. Because if you look around the NBA right now, I know we're getting to Christmas. Christmas is really the marker to start actually locking in on the league and seeing who is who and what is what. But if you're looking at the NBA right now and you're looking at the Nets, how they're currently constructed, and we've passed the fifteenth, and the trade deadline is the ninth. You you mentioned you don't know if they even need to make a trade. Good, that's a good problem to have, because then if they do make a trade, that can push them over where we where, like they could be the best team in the East, or they could contend with the best teams in the East, the Boston's, the 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 Bucks. And I don't know, man. I'm starting to dream as a fan. That's that's all. And I know the Nets fans in the chat feel me. Like it's a, it's a good feeling to come from where we came from. Let's, let's say this before I pass it back to you. Nets fans, no misery. We know losing. We know pain. We know we can't have anything. So for this run right now, for as long as it took for 7-11 to come together, fuck James Harden. He's out of here. Oh, am I a quitter now? Yes, I never once saw KD quit in a game. I never, ever, it doesn't matter what jersey, he could be playing in Tokyo, he could be playing in OKC, he could be playing for the Warriors or the Nets in the the throwback jerseys, the Basquiat jerseys, the Gray Statement jerseys, or the regular Icon jerseys. I never saw Kevin Durant sell and quit on his team. I saw James Harden quit. Shout out to those jerseys as well. I love the throwback jerseys. I think that's a big part of why, why the Nets are killing it. They look like the ABA Nets. Those jerseys are clean. I got to get one. I just don't know who to get. I'll probably get a Watanabe. And also, shout out to the Nets, man. They're working. They're doing things like they sent me this basketball. They sent me a shirt. I'm like, yo, look at look at the Nets, like, reaching out to the fans to be like, hey, we, we know what you guys have been through, and you've stuck with us, and you keep showing up, and you keep repping the Nets. Thank you for being a fan. They sent me a nice Basquiat shirt and this basketball and I got it Friday before the game. So it was just like the perfect timing to go into that game, watch that game, and then Sunday watch the next game. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy right now as a New Jersey Nets fan, the young me that decided to root for the Nets and wear my Jason Kidd jersey on picture day in 2003. Like fast forward to now, this is what it was supposed to look like.
1: Yeah, James Harden quit on back-to-back teams, by the way. But you know, as far as Harden goes, I always gave him credit for playing through the hamstring. But then, you know, he, he flushed all that down the toilet. And He just sounded like he was crying and looking for excuses and other people to blame because everybody was upset with KD. I can't
0: much. wait till we see them. I can't wait. I mean, Embiid is is out there doing his thing, MVP. But KD is up there for MVP I, as not, well.
1: I'm not worried about them. Neither. I, I, I don't think, and I don't trust Embiid's play style in the playoffs either. Um, You know, if you were like telling me a tandem that I would have less confidence in than Embiid and Harden in the clutch, I, I I can't think of of one. But w- what's funny about the Nets is they they kind of snuck up on everybody, and and I guess it does show you the way that people like to cover them, right? And 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 what sells and and whatnot, because I I don't know I, I crickets. I don't hear anybody talking about how good the Nets look or anything like that. And if they win a game, of course, oh, they're supposed to beat a team like that. But all the hyenas would be out had they lost to the Pistons. All the hyenas would be out had they lost to the Raptors or if they were on some sort of losing streak. Now, before we get too far, I think that the Nets need to pass one of those measuring stick tests, right? Like play the Bucs, beat the Bucks, something like that. One of those games, and then all bets are off. Because there's no reason to believe since Jock Vaughn took over, since Kyrie came back, Since Watanabe and Simmons returned to the lineup regularly and the rotation is whole, there is no reason to say, objectively speaking, that this isn't one of the, say, five best teams in the NBA, right? Like that's what they look like. That's what the statistics say. When you measure offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, that's what your, your eyeballs tell you. When you say who has the most dangerous guys, when it comes down to the fourth quarter, that's what, you know, the, the, um, size on the court tells you now when you've got the length of Claxton with the length of Simmons with the length of Watanabe with the length of Durant up and up and down the lineup I mean there's small little tweaks that that can be made maybe there's one more tweak to the rotation that can be made but right now this looks like a bona fide NBA team that has a chance to be mixing it up with the best teams in the league come the playoffs including the Bucs including the Celtics including whoever you want it to name. I want to see them pass one of those measuring stick tests, but we're getting there. And this looks like a higher IQ
0: team now, right? Under Nash was like, it just, the math wasn't mathing. It wasn't coming together. It wasn't adding up, right? And we already have seen the Nets learn from their own mistakes. I love that KD said, I knew they were going to trap me. Kyrie's been hot, right? Kyrie has turned into Kobe in the fourth. You know, he loves Kobe Mamba mentality. And I know y'all remember Kobe in the fourth. Kobe will tell the opposing team at the end of the third in a tie game, you done good. It's over Kyrie in the fourth quarter. (laughs) This guy has been locked in. He leads, leads the league in scoring. He's scoring 8.3. It might as well be 15. It feels like that. They knew to go to Kyrie Kyrie and Fred have been going at it all night. And Fred was cooking. I mean, they were live up there. We, the North Toronto, they were, their fans were behind them. I mean, I watched that game on League Pass. They they were turned up. They thought they were going to win that game. And the Nets snatched it from them. And the way they did it was not going to KD, right? Who's going to take the last shot? We've heard that forever. Who's going to take the last shot? And I think for a long time it was KD because there were times where he was without Kyrie and there was no other options. Or we see Bruce Brown taking the last shot and we're like, what the – he's not supposed to have the ball in his hands. Man, having the option – to get the ball to Kyrie. And like you said, that was basketball porn. Someone tried to call WFAN and say that Kyrie walked. <laughs> so then I went back and watched I'm like, nah, that's not a walk. And, and then the, the guy clearly didn't, didn't know what he was talking about. He was like, Oh, it was a euro step. I'm like, you don't know what a euro step is if you think that was a euro step. That was clean, maybe a little push, but they're not gonna call that in the NBA. He 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 beat he beat Fred to the spot, pulled back on him, got his feet behind the line, drained the three put the guns away, and uh, that was a big win for the Nets. And then going into this Pistons game, you expect a little bit of a letdown, right? Big game, the Nets win against Toronto, 119-116. Then they go on to, you know, a Sunday, Detroit Pistons atmosphere. The Nets historically have not played that great in Little Caesars Arena. If you go back to some of the last years, that's where the Nets just, like, they can't get it together. And that's what it looked like to start this game. When I'm watching the game Sunday, I'm watching NFL, and it's like, First quarter, Detroit, 35, Nets, 21. I'm like, okay, they started slow again. Back-to-back games, they started slow. A difference with this Nets team this season under Jacques Vaughn is that they've been starting fast. Second quarter, 36-33, so the Nets pick it up a little bit, but the Pistons are still in control. Second quarter, the third quarter is the Nets' best quarter, and then they finish the job in the fourth quarter. Third quarter, they come out and outscore them 44-25. Kevin Durant had 26 points in the third quarter. This dude had nine points and 50 seconds, 11 points and one minute. Like, that is basketball God level. Like, and people question that man when he says he's a God. People question that man when he he talks like that on Twitter. Him and he called Kyrie a God. Like, what they do on the floor in front of 18,000 people every night is God level basketball. And the Brooklyn Nets have both of them on their team. I'm praying for health. I'm praying for no distractions. I'm, I'm praying for peace inside the organization. All the turmoil, all the nonsense. And right now, your Brooklyn Nets are in second place. They're 19 and 12. They've won six in a row. They've won 10 out of their last 11. And when you look at the schedule coming up, just like Robin said, right, now we need some wins against teams like, I know Steph isn't playing, but still beating the Warriors, that's a big game. That's, that's important. We're coming back home. The Nets will be back in Brooklyn for the Warriors game. I'm sure it'll be sold out because people probably bought tickets thinking they were going to see Steph. Got to beat them. And then Friday night, Friday night live in Brooklyn, the Bucs, Giannis. Everybody hates Giannis. Well, that's just me. But (laughs) Giannis comes to town. You got to beat the Bucs. They've been a nemesis. And then you keep rolling Monday against the Cavs right after Christmas. You got the Hawks. Like this is a little four-game test for the Nets. If they can keep winning through these games or only drop one of these games, the future is bright. And when I'm talking about the future, I'm talking about this season right now because there is no tomorrow with this team. We don't know uh, if they'll be together next year. Katie, Kyrie, 7-Eleven in Brooklyn, it has finally started to actually look like we wanted it to look. The team around them, the, the depth around them, the roster around them is doing their thing. And like I said, I'm a Nets fan. You guys know I've been a Nets fan. I've been through all the different eras in the last 20 years with this team. And uh I finally feel like they have the superstars. The superstars have the role players around them. They have a coach. And I trust them in any situation against any team.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the, the indicators of that is I live bet the Nets yesterday. Uh, when At they what were point? Down- they were down, like, 13 points in a, uh, you know. What odds did
0: you get on it? Like, plus like plus 500?
1: I mean, I only bet a few – five bucks and won, like, 15, right? But, like, I, you know, I'd have to go look at the exact number it was. But I wouldn't have done that in the past because I would have thought, all right, this is a let that – now I've thought, oh, yeah, the Nets are winning this game no questions asked there's no chance they're not going to overcome this deficit robin we
0: used to turn the game off in the second half nets fans used to say there's no way we're coming the nets used to not be able to close right and if you just go back to the spencer dinwiddie days like we were relying on spencer dinwiddie to make the game winning shot or dlo to get it done or further back than that uh brooke lopez darren williams If it wasn't for ISO Joe, if it wasn't for Joe Cool, we'd probably lose a lot of those games. For so long, I've been a Nets fan where you get into the second part of the game and you know they're cooked and they lose. You don't even have to watch. Now if you're a Nets fan, you better be watching. The game starts after halftime. They're ridiculous in the third and they close it out in the fourth. It's a good time.
1: Uh, I don't know what this comment is. Uh, Jared Williams says, "Sorry if this is not Nets related, but Bill Belichick just retired." Um, I got got to see if that's actually true, because I'm gonna have to like go to my real job if that's actually true. I don't think it's true. Well, I I have to go to my real job after that, and I'm gonna
0: lead if that's a real story. I don't.
1: I I can't imagine. I don't
0: think I don't think he's retiring when they're in the playoff hunt. And I'm looking. I don't see anything.
1: I I know yesterday was a rough loss. Ava writes in. the big question mark to truly I'm not locking this team is still Ben Simmons. How are we feeling about where he is and can he get back to 2020 Ben? How half half that won't do. We want to chip. I I am happy with Ben's progression, by the way, the Belichick thing, not true. I'm happy with Ben's progression. Um, You know, he's on a minutes limit right now. You, You still do have some concerns. I think when it gets to lockdown time and, and whether his inability to create for himself is going to be a problem. But overall, he started to take some of those shots. You know, started to go to the rack, started to take that little baby hook shot that he, that he takes. And and I think the most important thing that he brings to the Nets is pace. You know, he paces them, he pushes the pace more than any other player that they got in the roster, which actually leads to a lot of um, good looks in transition. Whether that's like setting up somebody like Watanabe in the corner or coming up up the the, the court real quick into a dribble handoff, which sets a screen for Katie or Kyrie. So I, I like the the steps we're seeing from Ben Simmons. I hope he could continue to progr- uh, I mean, progress on that level.
0: Robin, they're getting 32 minutes out of Ben Simmons. I'll take it. That's 32 minutes in the uh in the Pistons game. Then they're getting 25 minutes out of him in or um 25 25 minutes in the Pistons game, 32 in the uh Raptors game. We don't need him to be a, a scorer. We need him to be aggressive and and at least put the like threat of him trying to score out there. We also have him on the floor without Katie and Kyrie sometimes. I watch when Katie and Kyrie aren't on the floor, you think that's the time where we're going to they're going to go on runs or get cooked. They figure out how to hold their own. That's what I'm saying, this team is deep. It isn't like, oh, Kevin Durant is out. Watch out now, they're not going to be able to get it done. You got Utah Watanabe who's been good enough, better than good enough. He hasn't been um, you know, the Utah the shooter that uh was knocking down every single three, but he had a big three in that Raptors game. When Kyrie kicked it out to him, he was ready in the moment. T.J. Warren, I mentioned, he's coming along. T.J. Warren is just getting back. But between Ben Simmons and T.J. Warren, after they play an 82-game season, they're going to be ready for the playoffs. And pay attention when you watch the, the post game press conference. They all know this is a journey, and they're all thinking about the postseason, the playoffs, the run to the finals. They all talk about it. From Jacques Vaughn to KD to Kyrie, to, they, they all know this is regular season, but what we're building towards is something bigger. This is a team that they want to be a championship contender, and I'm starting to believe. Fingers crossed. Like,
1: well, TJ Warren didn't even play in the second half yesterday, right? And here's a, another... Um,
0: adjustment.
1: But Well, yeah, by the way, Yuta's shooting 53% from three on the season. But the point about Warren is... The point about Warren is... Remember how it wasn't that long ago we were, like, desperate, like, "Oh, we need T.J. Warren. We need T.J. Warren to come save the season, that kind of thing. And now he's there and he's available, and he's not even getting burned in the second half of a game because the, the roster's full. The roster's playing well together. Jacques Vaughn has a, a positive mindset, a structure. He's sound in his decision-making. He calls timeouts at the, the right spots. He's adjusting the lineup. And, and you now have, like, bona fide guys that I think almost everybody trusts to play major minutes and, and really contribute. Obviously, KD, Kyrie, Claxton, Simmons, Watanabe, um, you know, on a, a Sumner as, as off the bench as the, the second guard there. He, he seems to have won that spot. And, and you, you run out of rotation spots. When, you, when, when Seth Curry's not playing and, and TJ Warren's not playing, that shows you that the guys who are playing are good.
0: Yeah, Alex Alex in the private chat said not true. Yeah, I also went and looked at the Bill Belichick <laughs> stuff. Not true, but that's what happens. You're live, you're in the chat. People can say anything. But back to the Nets as we proceed to close this thing because I do have to head to WFAN and talk about football. Not going to lead with Bill Belichick retired. That would have been easy money, though. Um, <laughs> what I'll say is this with the Nets. They are still experimenting. They are still trying things with their rotations and who's who's playing and who's not playing, and they're figuring it out. But you, you can figure it out when you have Katie and Kyrie going for 43 points and 38 points. you like, these guys together, they're good for 30 now. Like, they figured out how to share the ball, how to pass the ball enough where they can have 43 and 38 and then 28 and 32 in a night where Utah had 17, TJ Warren had 10, Ben Simmons had 10, Nick Claxton had 15. I mean, I, I think they're one trade away. I'm not sure who they're trying to get or who they're trying to bring in. I don't do the trade machine or really speculate because I'm not a GM. Um, I don't know if they're trying to move Joe Harris. I don't know if they're trying to get another big in here. But all signs point to the Nets being a move or two away that you hope can take this team to another level where they're they're already good. We want them to get to a point where they're dominant and with reps and games and cohesion and chemistry being built. As a Nets fan, you're just sitting back like, yes, this is finally it. This is finally the time that we've been wanting. And you're hoping that nobody does anything uh, to burn this whole thing down, to to add another distraction. And uh, I don't really have too much to add other than that. I'm just happy to connect with everybody. Uh, We'll try and do another episode this week before we hit the Christmas break. I already mentioned the Warriors come to town Wednesday. I think I'm going to go to that game. The Bucs are here Friday, so maybe we'll be able to record Friday uh, before the Bucs game. We'll talk about the Warriors game. And, yeah, they just got to keep winning, keep rolling. Uh, it's a good time to be a Nets fan. And I know Nets fans have gone through a ton in this KD Kyrie era. I know Nets fans have uh, jumped off and on the boat, have said things, have felt a certain type of way. But winning cures all, and it's it's dope that we are in a spot right now with this Nets team where it's like, wow, who would have thought? Jacques Vaughn as the head coach and uh, getting minutes from Edmund Sumner and Utah Watanabe and uh, Ben Simmons and TJ Warren figuring it out. They're looking all right. All right. So I saw I saw Sade said, Are you taking voicemails? I am. I got none. Um, these are all voicemails from the past. And I think we did get one voicemail last week. But here, do this call the voicemail going into next episode. So we'll try and record Friday or Thursday. And. Uh, Call in with your thoughts, questions, uh, biggest things you've seen from the Nets last couple games, maybe your trade targets, your hopes for the future, and uh, we'll be back later in the week to uh, talk about the Nets against the Warriors and any new developments that come our way. Anybody else in the chat? I'm looking at the chat right now. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Appreciate you guys. Even if you guys uh, throw something up and we call it out, we do that to add to the show, right? Because there's a whole podcast of listeners that can't see the chat there's a lot of people that were subscribed to talking nets and listen to talking nets podcast and they were doing that years before we built the youtube channel up so we try to uh you know give them some context to what you guys are talking about all right cool i think that's about it i gotta head to the city and get on air wfan in uh 90 minutes so i gotta go now um subscribe to the pod Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch. I know there might be one or two people watching on Twitch now. And uh, we're going to keep building, man. I'm I'm looking forward to 2023. If this team is rolling, uh, we got to add some more pieces to help us crank out more content. I think I got to add someone that can consistently be on Twitter for us, uh, consistently keep the Instagram going. I used to do that. I just now have too many commitments and too many things going on to be on it all the time. So maybe that could be you. Um, appreciate you guys again, Robin, anything that you'd like to add to wrap up episode 179,
1: 179 episodes on the way to 200. Nah, man. Uh, like, uh, like I said, I'm not overly concerned with personnel. To me, it's about health, uh, health of body, health of mind, health of spirit that goes for all of us. And it goes for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. As well.
0: Everybody's sick in New York. I'm trying to dodge that. All right, folks, you know how this ends. Positive energy, positive vibes. The Nets are winning games. They're 16-6 under Jacques Vaughn. They've won 10 out of their last 11. That's six in a row. Looking for seven in a row when they come back home to Brooklyn. I'll see you at BC. And you know what the fans will be saying all around the bowl, especially coming from the brigade. Shout to the block. Let's go, go Nets. Nets. Let's,
1: Let's go Nets. Go Nets. Brooklyn. Brooklyn.